Welcome to Urban Homestead Radio, preserving a homegrown way of life and inspiring others to bring the revolution home. Thanks to the support of our sponsor, Lehman's. For over 60 years, they've provided practical, non-electrical tools, appliances, and home goods. When technology fails, the products will certainly work. Check out their website at lehmans.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S.com. Hi, homesteaders. Uh, welcome to another episode of our podcast. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Kelly Tatum. Uh, she, I first met Kelly at Metabolic Studio, um, which was about a week ago. Yeah, we can have. Well, we can have to go. Um, a little story behind that: I wasn't going to stay at Metabolic because it's like a five to nine sort of thing, and I got there early. But I was super intrigued um, by the topic because I had met her when we were ha- having the potluck, and um, so I stayed, and I'm really glad I did because she brought up some a really interesting. Uh, discussion which I had been um, thinking about for quite some time was about love and what it has to do with climate change but before I go on and on about that and that that topic um, I would like to introduce Kelly and I'd like to have you tell us a little bit more about yourself yeah thank you so much for having me yeah so so nice to meet you there Mm -hmm. I um, started this philosophy club through Extinction Rebellion um, which is a climate protest group and um, I've been working with them for almost two months now, and I noticed um, that as amazing as the things we were doing with uh, direct action, that uh, I wanted to be more involved with the regenerative culture, and particularly um, decolonizing and dismantling minds and thoughts, um, because we're out there in the world attempting to dismantle the current systems uh, that don't work, that are broken, uh, and yet we're doing so with uh, essentially thought patterns and beliefs that have been socialized by these systems. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to dig in, and that's something I've always done in my work, is attempted to take a step back and look at why I do the things I do, um, which is how I really came to these conclusions about love was a lot of heartbreak (laughs) or ego break, as I prefer to (laughs) see it, because I think that, I mean, heartbreak is something that we do to ourselves mm-hmm. um, and um, it's you know all tied in with the ego which is something we'll get into yeah. in terms of the ideologies of romantic love but yeah for me that was how I got to this place was uh, always taking a step back and asking why do I believe what I believe how did it get me to this place and why do I do the things I do yeah, so it's fascinating like I said I had to stay and I'm glad I did so because your talk was called um, what's love and climate change got to do with it mm-hmm. and I just like and you had a little paper with quotes, and I was like, I have to stay and hear this one's talk and the discussion. And I'm glad I did because it was, it was like, oh wow. I and I think I told you I had read Wendell Berry's *The Unsettling of America* when I was a teen, and so um, I was fully aware of the disconnection, like you were saying, and the dismantle, this, you know, dismantling what we as a society has to do with community, sex, you know. Uh, love mm-hmm. and food and all that sort of stuff. So I, I've been, you know, um, you know, formulating my whole life of like, what is that? And just, and, and you know, digging in and figuring yeah. out. Um, and so when you brought that, it was like, you know, fascinating because, you know, and tell us how more you came to that. I know you said heartbreak and, and, and things, but how did you correlate? Like what, what is, what has love got to do with climate change? 
and do you think? Yeah, so I I first learned about um, kind of the history of monogamy when the book Sex at Dawn came out, and they were suggesting, and also through reading Dan Savage, um, and they were suggesting that um, that we weren't monogamous until we started agriculture. So for you know ninety percent of human history, we were community driven, and there was no concept of attachment, um, and everyone raised children together in in these hunter-gatherer communities. And then we uh, started our, um, agriculture and that's when we started partnering up. Um, and then I started doing more and more research in terms of marriage. I was really curious about the history of marriage and how that evolved. And, uh, you know, looking at the, the wedding ring and the ring finger and questioning like, why do we have a body part named mm-hmm. after a cultural ideology? And um, I'd always felt intuitively that there was I guess I was always grasping after something intuitive, um, that there was this disconnect between the story of love and the actual experience of love. Um, but when I discovered that we only started getting married for love about uh, two, three hundred years ago, that was a really big revelation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we first started getting married, it was all about property and farming and uh, politics. And then getting married for love actually didn't happen until the Industrial Revolution, the Mm -hmm. same time capitalism started. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's very interesting Mm -hmm. that that those two things came up at the same time. And I wanted to figure out, you know, if there was more there. And I do think that I was driven a lot by by pain and disappointment Mm -hmm. and really just wanting to... to prove to myself that there wasn't something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that our, I think we had that conversation right before the podcast. It was just like, you know, recording. It was that we had a, you know, pre, uh, uh, you know, talk about that. Just like we are dealing as women. Sometimes it's like, um, who, who are free, you know, thinking, you know, uh, like digging in and trying to understand and our relationship with men. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes that, um, you know, when we we're, we're like not free thinkers, but we're just like breaking barriers, and they don't understand the men. Like I said, the relationships that I have, they don't seem to understand that. They're like, whoa, I, and and I don't know if like I said, it does that happen. We talked about that at the that night at Metabolic. Is it the fairy tale Hollywoodized version, the consumerized version of love that yeah. uh, we're so programmed that if we don't fall into that program, men or even women don't if don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, I think men are a lot more insulated uh, mm-hmm. by their privilege mm-hmm. and and how society has been set up to serve their needs mm-hmm. more than ours mm-hmm. uh, and so as women uh, realized you know started to gain more autonomy and realized that the story the narrative wasn't working for them we had to start questioning those things mm-hmm. in a way that men haven't mm-hmm. had to question them you know um, and they have different stories we grew up with these stories primarily of the goal of getting married. You look at all the fairy tales and the mm-hmm. romantic comedies. And you're supposed to find Mr. Bright or the, the prince that sweeps you off and everything ha- ends happily ever after. Exactly. And some life doesn't go that way sometimes. And so then what way. do you do? <laughs> like, and for me, I kept behaving in the way that I've been taught. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'm acting out. I'm just mimicking what I've seen in these stories. Mm-hmm. And yet it, I kept falling on my face. It wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so then I'd, you know, I'd talk to friends or read these these self-help books. And they'd always be like, okay, well, you have to play the game. And you have to, like, hold, hold, withhold. And I was exactly. like, wait a minute. I know. I read those things and they're like, you know, you're supposed to do this and that. And I'm like, 
games. Is that what, that's what they're telling me to do. I can't just be myself and say what I feel or, you know, and it's like, yeah. why do I have to play a game? Totally. And I didn't realize at the time that like m- a lot of my behavior, the non game playing behavior mm-hmm. was socialized into me it just is. to be like present and available and like, oh, you like that? Teasing. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, is it a teasing? I mean, girlfriends even are, are, are sort of uh, guilty of, of, you know, kind of bonding and, and, and encouraging us to do that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, you know, do this and this, and that will get his attention. You know, and not to say we're all, I guess, you know, every species has mating games or sure. whatever. So, you know, we're just falling into that pattern. <laughs> but what, you know, but it is driven by something that's like, there was a pre-industrial, now it's industrial. So there there's definitely a shift. And yeah. so uh, even with, like you said, the music. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. It's it's in it's it's all over the culture, mm-hmm. you know, in in songs, in films, and it's just it's so pervasive mm-hmm. that we often don't question it. We just assume that that is what is. Again, we have a body part named after the purpose of getting married, mm-hmm. you know, which up until this point has been, you know, monogamous, cis, heterosexual, you know, very um, limiting to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and also degrading to women, you know, Mm -hmm. women were property and Mm -hmm. it's still to this point, Mm -hmm. there's this great thing, meme I saw on Instagram where it's like, I still have not been explained in a way that I can understand how waiting to have sex for marriage or waiting for a ring is any different than waiting to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, it's like, it is this very kind of thing. Like the father gives you away and you're, you, you know, you all of a sudden become subsumed as this other person, you take their name and it's just, you know, so I was kind of operating on all of these different levels of like deeply believing in soulmates and wanting that. Mm-hmm. And then also being deeply suspicious of this culture that suggests that that I should want that and well marriage is a business now that's what that's what it's not like let's say we simplified marriage back to the days and we're just like you know you know the father gave you away to cute little church and stuff and it's like okay that's sweet mm-hmm. you know but now it's like how it's like they're even even to the point where it's like I had the biggest wedding and I spent the amount of dollars I'm just like you know oh, marriage yeah. is okay great but it's just like it's not you don't go to church on Sunday and have your family and friends and just like you know, little sweet little thing. It's this massive dress mm-hmm. and jewelry and pre, and then, and then the pre mm-hmm. wedding thing is like even now it's like uh, where they're the 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 when they get down on their knees is a whole big thing now. It's like yeah. actually a production. Oh, it's yeah. not like between. Yeah, I don't know. I just like why is everything such a production now? It's like you know, if you did find this you know wonderful person, whatever, great. But yeah. it's like now it's all this money and how much money you spend in it. And so that's driven, and I, that's oh, where it's yeah. getting this inflated the thing. endless exponential growth yes. of capitalism. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's like the biggest, baddest you know proposal or a marriage, and then on totally. and then I'm like, man, save that money and buy a house, right? you know, or buy a farm or something, right? Or like, and then so, but then it's become emotional too, yeah. right? Like our need for from our partners has ascended Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. It used to just be about like safety and shelter, mm-hmm. and then you know it moved up to more about self esteem, and now it's about self actualization. You're looking for someone who's going to like transcend with you, mm-hmm. and not that there's anything wrong with that. No. It's beautiful, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the way in which that we've kind of shaped that story mm-hmm. suggests that someone else can give you that fulfillment, mm-hmm. which is the whole myth of capitalism, that mm-hmm. you can fulfill yourself with products and purchases and just, you know, grow, 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 money, 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 greed, greed, greed. Right, greed. So let's say, so like you said at the talk, it is, you, so 
if you don't get that love, you feel bad, so you mm-hmm. buy stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, like a, it's a vicious cycle. So you 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 don't find this fairy tale love, so you buy stuff to mm-hmm. make you feel better. And then if you do find that love, you buy stuff to make you you're the biggest thing. So it is like it is consumer dri- driven and has a lot to do, like you said, with like I said, kind of put it put it like a put a finger on like what is that the consumerism to climate change kind of give me a sort of a right what is it well I mean they're both models based on scarcity Mm -hmm. and you know that that to achieve something outside of yourself makes you whole Mm -hmm. because we all have this gaping void inside of us Mm -hmm. you know that's just part of the human experience of just Mm -hmm. feeling kind of empty and like we need we need to gain our worth from Mm -hmm. something and um so this scarcity model of of this other person can completely, so I must seek and fulfill that. And and when we're seeking externally and fulfilling that place from an external place, we're we're numbing ourselves, mm-hmm. and so we become less attuned to mm-hmm. the realities of the world. I mean, we move so far away from how we should be living, how it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think a great deal has to do with that is just this focus of this chasing of the marriage, the perfect house, mm-hmm. the perfect job, you know, the car, the outfits, mm-hmm. the vacations, mm-hmm. the technology, mm-hmm. this endless, endless filling, 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 filling. And it's, um, a, and it's gobbling. It's a gob- you're gobbling of mm-hmm. resources. Um, it's not just, you know, a, a love between a person or, or a partner. It's it's also a consuming of resources. I mean, mm-hmm. the mass amount of things. It's not just like a simple wedding where you go, like I said, yeah. you know, to the corner around the church, you know, mm-hmm. to your, you know, your community church and get married. It's these big productions. And I, I I'm, you know, you handed out a paper um, and it says um, one of my things is love is not a spark. And I, I, I find that that it's. It, it's not it's not magic and mm-hmm, we're all looking mm-hmm. for I think that the Hollywoodized version and 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 the the music version of this mm-hmm. perfect love and and things aren't perfect things things are hard yeah you know and and this call in this culture where we're getting you know we're we're um we're we're um you know have AC we're you know we're in nice homes um we're you know out of the elements we have our food at 24 7 we have everything at 24 7 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you think that does to you know pe- people um and 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 like love oh that's an interesting question yeah, yeah. well because you know that's what we're seeking is that magic right mm-hmm. and um i think when you have everything at your fingertips like say tinder mm-hmm. <laughs> endless options not to speak to the quality of the options, no, but, that, yeah. um, you know, you lose interest in what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, food waste is mm-hmm. one of the, the biggest, it's this huge problem, huge mm-hmm. detrimentally bad for the planet. And yet, you know, you can open your refrigerator and look inside and go like, eh, I'd rather have the, you know, Thai food or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you order something up and then the food goes bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is because we can, because mm-hmm. we have more, many of us have more money than we need so mm-hmm. we we don't have to think in terms of like okay what's what is like how, what is what is doable how do mm-hmm. i use up everything mm-hmm. what how do i make this work with what i have yeah. it's like oh no i'm just going to go there and seek because it's this again this myth of like you deserve it treat yourself <laughs> which which those things only came up because we were overworking ourselves for this capitalist machine and it's the same thing with love you know We'd spoken briefly before this, we started recording about how um, how people don't seem to want to do the work 
or they don't want to put in the time because there's why why would you when there's all these other options out there Mm -hmm. and it's been proven like psychologically the more options we have the less happy we are Mm -hmm. and you can actually look at cultures that um had arranged marriages Mm -hmm. so those kind of like political Mm -hmm. farming land Mm -hmm. marriages when the culture switched to love marriages the divorce rate always goes up yeah so when we're getting married based on our emotions and our emotional needs Uh we're less likely to succeed in love so i'm glad you brought that up because that i totally agree with that because for me in my relationships with people or men um it has been more of let's like I don't know if I've, I like, I do, do like them or love them, mm-hmm. but it's um, more of like, you know, I think we'd make a great pair and mm. let's just, you know, let's just go on this amazing journey together and do cool stuff yeah. and things like that. I, you know, I'll be, you know, we're just, we, you know, we're friends and mm-hmm. I think let's mm-hmm. just, and, um, and then with that farming mentality that I have or the regenerative or the sustainable mm-hmm. things, it's like, you know, you, you think of the bigger picture, you know, so when I was saying right before that, it's like, I remember when I was watching um, a movie as a, as a, I think it was, came out a couple of years, oh, about 20 years ago. It was called Love Come Softly. Basically, it was about a, 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 a farming-based love that mm-hmm. that turned into, it was because of survival, this happened, and then it turned into love. Mm-hmm. So it's that sort of mentality. Yeah. It's like, if you... You, you know, love doesn't always, like I said, love is patient, love is kind, love, you know, love comes softly. It's mm-hmm. not this spark, yeah. this infatuation. Yeah. I think that infatuation or that, that, that self-gratification mm-hmm. of love is that. And so that's what my take of love is. And, uh, you know, and it is hard to, when I try to bring it up to men or like, hey, let's, and they're just like, mm, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't kind of get you you're not you know you're not hounding me over the head you're not this typical female who wants this and demands this of me and is like kind and thing and I'm like well you're you know like what's wrong with kind you know yeah. but just, and you know and I, I won't say what I said to one of them but I was just like okay so then I have to be you know and he was just like whatever but it is yeah so what you know that's that that love that is self-gratification and and that you know that takes us away from it almost takes us away from the land and, and grounding yeah Absolutely. Tell us about that. What do you think? Well, I mean, I personally believe that love is the underlying reality of all things. It is, yeah. You so. know, I think that that's what's there underneath everything. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these stories mm-hmm. we build around love mm-hmm. and all these other emotions that we experience that we call love. Mm-hmm. I don't think love is an emotion. I think it's just the base reality. And so when we, when we story love as if it is magic... Um, as if we can fulfill ourselves externally, then that's when things like the chemistry comes. That's when the rush comes. Mm-hmm. And we talk, you know, we you can hear about this in every love song. Love is crazy. Yeah. You know, like you fall in love. Right. There's no sort of language to su- suggest that love might be a choice. That's something that you work towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And so that's what, that's what takes us away from the underlying reality. And for me, I've always been so quick to allow myself to feel those emotions I think because that's what I wanted to experience from all those stories that mm-hmm. I watched a big rom-com fan it's like and why wouldn't you want that you know the no, sugar you rush good. it does I mean come on chocolate does yeah. taste good or a donut warm donut glazed donut it does taste good so it's like you know 
it's like it does taste good so you yeah. can't say it doesn't taste good that's yeah. just like how can you say that yeah that's, and like buying a new dress feels great it does you know it's just <laughs> you feel like oh my gosh you know i'm down in the dumps and just buy that dress so, yeah right and like, but we know what that's doing to the planet we mm-hmm. know what these i call them numbing agents mm-hmm. you know the things that we do to fulfill ourselves and the planet is not okay. It isn't. We're not, we're, and we're not, we're not okay. okay. No. And yet the culture is based around ease. It's based around us feeling okay. That's the whole reason. One of the one of the big reasons why why we're in so much trouble is because we've just suppressed all of the discomfort with external things. Mm-hmm. And I think love, as it's storied, romance is part of that i think the romance that you have that it's not love no like i said greeks love. have a different we greeks have very forms of love and we mm-hmm. have one word for love and it's not it's the romanticized fairy tale love I exactly think you have to, like i said we can't just say love because love is good great love, love, love is, is amazing it's the most important it's exactly. the only real so, thing so yeah and then we had that talk about we the, the, there has to be another word for it's like it's not really love you know, it's not. No, it's, it's separate. It's exactly. totally separate. And this yeah. is where language traps us. Mm-hmm. Because when we talk about love stories, you almost automatically think of a romantic love uh-huh. story instead of the infinite number of other love stories uh-huh. there could be. But if you know, if you type in love story on the internet, you know what's going to come up. It's mm-hmm. going to be Romeo and Juliet. It's going to be... But that was... Great. You brought that up. It wasn't a love story. It was a, tra- it's it a, was tragedy. a tragedy. Yeah. yeah so. That was supposed to be a warning. I'm like, <laughs> don't do this. This is what will happen. It's trouble. That's brought so. up as the greatest love story. Is that like the greatest love story? Story, I guess it would be. What Gosh, is the, what is the greatest love story that our generation has been told? The greatest love. I mean, I mean, is it like you know the 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 Disney version of it? I guess. I think until a couple of years ago, we'd say Brangelina. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we all know how that's, that's turning out. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the greatest love story yeah. is. I think that um, we need to change those stories and and tell them and tell them for ourselves. Exactly. And I think when I, and I brought that up is when I think we're. Sort of that when the Hollywoodized version takes over of the romantic love, or even like I said, the fate of the world when they have the disaster movies, it's like somebody saves the day, mm-hmm. you know, happy ending. Mm-hmm. So are we? They numbing us to like, okay, so if you know, if this is if we're in a Hollywood movie, yeah. you know, if yeah. this is so everything will end up okay because something will something will save us somebody will save us sure so i mean do you think it's playing on our mind to like I said numb us and just we just wait around and buy stuff until something saves us oh that's interesting um yeah. well a, a side note there's a great yeah. ted talk called um saving the world versus kissing the girl and um okay i have to check that she out. looks at uh all of the kind of those big blockbuster films that are kind of you know as mm-hmm. if like you know these kind of like machismo type <laughs> and then you look at like how many of them have a love story threaded through and you look at the last moment it's not saving the world or like oh, it's beating the, the aliens it's kissing the girl uh, right and so that's woven <laughs> through um but i do think that's a really interesting so maybe we have to put climate change and like and like kissing the girl. Yeah, <laughs> if we can like, lead, yeah, we can manipulate the romance narrative narrative to our own means. Sure, yeah, whatever works to wake people up. Um, but no, I mean, right now we're inundated with these stories of of the good guys winning. Mm-hmm. That's the whole cultural narrative right now with the blockbusters is good yeah. versus evil. Yeah, um, which I, mean, I think since since time it's been. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Which I think is exactly what we need to move away from because it's just duality, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. like, of course, the human experience is duality. You know, it's like we have this internal experience and there's this world out there and it's just these two things. And yet underneath all of that, there's there's no separation. And we're seeing this now on the planet. We're recognizing that we're not separate from the earth, that we're a singular ecosystem. There is no other 
others do not exist. <laughs> and so that narrative of, which I think that some of those films are becoming much more nuanced. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those new Star Wars, the Adam Driver character, you know, the bad guy, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know his name, uh, the red lightsaber. <laughs> um, you know, you can see he's grappling and they show where where his, uh, his quote unquote evil came from. Mm -hmm. So we are moving away from that, um, but not, not quite fast enough. And yeah, that's, that's a whole conversation that's yeah. happening right now with uh, Scorsese and like these Marvel films of like, well, it's not cinema because there's no stakes and, and, and no one's, <laughs> you know, there's, there's no revelations. There's no like humanity. Mm -hmm. And I agree with him to an extent that, um, that in our narratives, we're not seeing enough of that humanity. We're not seeing enough of that experiencing enough discomfort with other people. Because again, the suppressing, the suppression of the discomfort is why we're in trouble. And a mm -hmm. lot of those narratives are designed to make people feel good. Mm -hmm. And that's why people keep flocking to them because the world is a scary place and they just want to feel okay. But And that's what they did in the depression. They made the feel good movies. That was yeah. how... Um, you know the Shirley Temple, all those good sure. movies came out that you sure. know we lo we loved too. Yeah. It was it was because it was a bad, it was a it was a scary place, and so yeah. um, Hollywood, you know, and I mean there is a there is to be said that you know to make people feel good, and and I think that's a, a, a wonderful thing, of um, you know, to have that sort of uh, medium to to do that. But it is like I said, numbing sometimes, and we don't see the bigger picture. We don't see the the scarcity and the and and you know. What's gonna happen? You know, yeah. What it you know, and when you are and you know and like I said, it's it's I think because what things are so is so far away. You know, things are just you know, we're not up you know up close and personal with climate change. I think yeah, because we're just so buffered. Well, yeah, we're humans aren't wired to react to slow moving threats. Mm -hmm. We're just not. That's not how our brains work. We um, so it's it's too existential for a lot of people, and if they're not being impacted in their day-to-day -day life. You know, a lot of people don't read the news. They're they're in their own little echo chambers. Um, we're all in echo chambers to an extent. And so a lot of people aren't even aware um, the intensity of what's happening. And, you know, the more that they engage with the narratives that just make them feel good, the more they engage with the people who just make them feel good. Um, because real love should provoke you sometimes mm -hmm. it should be challenging mm -hmm. it should it should make you grow and mm -hmm. we don't grow without pain and discomfort that's not I how agree. that works no. and so if you're just in a relationship where you're kind of in this kind of co situation of numbing each other of just being comfortable then you're not you're not going to break out of that and you're not going to face the realities of the world mm -hmm. yeah and I think uh, like that growth it's mm -hmm. in with us with being an in farming we see growth and we see death and we see birth and we see nude and so it's painful yeah um, and it's not easy mm -hmm. and it's like um and sometimes it sucks it yeah. is and so it's like that 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 reality and i think the numbing of it to a reality that's real mm -hmm. um has been um sort of you know we've been t fed this pill or whatever if you say the blue pill whatever and it we're just we, we're taking it without questioning mm -hmm. um and so we're almost um coming to the end of our uh, podcast uh, and I definitely want to have you back um, to talk more about that and even maybe give a uh, talk at the homestead yeah. uh, would be great to, to you know have like discussions with with other people um, so what would you like maybe sum up some things and, and final words that you would say to our listeners I would say that um, 
the time has come for us all to take a step back and question everything we believe to be true, even the things that we think serve us, uh, that we think benefit us, and um, really see if we can recenter it around the health of the planet and what is going to be sustainable and what is going to be community driven and what is going to um, give us a chance to make it through what's what we're facing um, with with love and with compassion. Um, you know, everything, nearly everything that we believe has been taught to us has mm. been socialized. And there, there's so many layers to truth that even what we believe right now to be true may not be true at all. So mm. um, it's an invitation to, to question, to really question, to step back and ask, what's what's not serving me? What, what in my life, what behaviors, um, what beliefs are not serving me and not serving the planet? You know, is it something that I'm buying or eating? Is it a way that I'm behaving? Um, and, and, and just try and pull at the thread of, of those things. For me, it was, you know, I was struggling to get into a relationship. And so I was like, why? This isn't, I need to know why. And so I kept pulling out that thread and pulling out that thread. And it led me down this path to this place that opened up all sorts of different questions and ideas. And so uh, any thread can be pulled on. And I recommend, you know, digging into all sorts of different types of research. I look, I do scientific research. I do spiritual research, esoteric, um, and everything in between and, and talking to people and just if, if those things are on your mind, just start looking and start bringing it up in conversations and you will probably find that other people are having the same questions and pulling on the same threads. And the more that we come together and discuss these things, um, the quicker we'll figure them out because we've, we're entering a time where we need to think together. Mm -hmm. We need to work as a hive mind because the problems at hand are, are very, very large and we're not going to solve them with the same minds that we that, that created those problems. We need to evolve our thinking, and um, to me, that means coming together as a community and having philosophical discussions um, and questioning everything we believe to be true. That's great, great, great. Ending on that. So, um, tell us how um, people can follow you or learn more about what you're doing here, or I mean, here in the community, but all, you know, around all over. So, what do you? Yeah, yeah. So give some well, people some points. So yeah, absolutely. To find you. Yeah. Uh, I'll be traveling soon, so um, I'm going to be traveling across Canada and the states, uh, giving uh, talks and leading philosophical discussions. So, um, please reach out if you want. Yeah. Want me to come to your hometown? Yeah, so they can find you on. <laughs> yeah, so they can find me on. Um, I have a newsletter. Uh, you can look to the show notes. Uh, people can sign up and stay tuned. Um, otherwise, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So spell your name. Kelly, so yeah, <laughs> all the handles are the same. It's, it's Kelly Tatham. So K E L L Y T A T H A M, uh, and you'll find me on all the all the platforms. Cool. And yeah, and so like I said, and stay tuned to see, um, hopefully we'll have her back on the podcast and maybe a discussion at the Homestead. So, you know, check our website first, anything upcoming in uh, the new year. And thank you again for tuning in. And thank you again, Kelly, for having this discussion. I think it's important, like I said, to, to like I said, pull up the string and just dig and, mm -hmm. and uncover uh, and, and unearth like what we have been taught as a society and especially now in this modern society and what we can do about it so that we can have a future. So really appreciate you sharing um, your journey with us. Yeah. Cause like I said, it started with your personal journey and now you're sharing. And then um, 
definitely got me involved yeah. in a, and here we are today. So yeah. thank you again, and uh, we hope to have you back. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We love to hear your feedback or questions. Visit us at urbanhomestead.org to check out what's happening on the homestead. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next time, keep on growing.